the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Situations like we have this weekend as we're celebrating Memorial Day and times that we celebrate those who've given their lives in service or those who are sacrificing for us so we can have freedom, we tend to think of another word that goes with that kind of celebration, and that word is a hero. We celebrate heroes. We honor heroes. A hero is someone that goes above and beyond what is anticipated or expected. They go beyond the ordinary. They do something that makes a difference in people's lives. So we recognize heroes. In our world today, we have some heroes during this time of crisis that we've been walking through. Our heroes have become our medical professionals who are out there on the front lines and the first responders who are helping us in this moment, this, this, this season, this season of difficulty that we're going through as a nation and really around the world. We appreciate those who are essential workers, those who are at the grocery store, making sure that we have groceries and all kinds of things that are very essential to our life. We're grateful for people who put themselves on the front lines serving us, all kind of, if you will, heroes. And heroes deserve to be honored. And there's a key word, they deserve to be honored. And while we honor them, I want to take that concept today of honor, and we want to broaden it a bit so that we understand actually the principle of honor and how it works, not just when we see a hero in a crisis or a hero in a military campaign, but I want to talk about how you and I just need to live a life of honor every day. See, honoring is something that God really values. Honor is something that God wants you to do, and honoring is something that God wants you to be engaged in, to be involved with, and being an honorable person is something that's so valuable. God is very big on the principle, the idea, the concept of honor, and so we need to learn what it means in our lives. So for the next few moments, I want to just bring you back to some ideas related to this concept, this principle of honor, and see what it means for you And for me, I'm going to give you three things that you need to understand about honor in your life. Number one, please understand that honor is a gift that you give to someone. Honor is a gift that is given. Part of what God wants you and I to be is to put on our list of characteristics or qualities that we're developing is the quality, the capacity to honor, to be an honoring person. Because God, again, is very big on honor. So it's important to understand what the word means. The word honor in the Old Testament comes from a Hebrew word. The word is kabod, and that word literally means weight or weighty. The idea of the word kabod, to honor something or someone, means that you place weight on, that you perceive and acknowledge, if you will, a heaviness about something or someone that has value, worth, or some kind of character, some kind of meaning that it adds to your life. Now, giving weight giving value to another person is a choice that you and I make. You and I decide, we decide based upon our value of someone, whether we're going to place weight on them or not. Will we honor them? Now, you can value someone without honoring them because honoring involves some actions that you take, but you can never honor without valuing. And so value is the underpinning for honor. So you must value something before you'll honor something. Again, you can value without honoring but you, to do real honor, you have to have value in place. And so the idea of valuing something is critical to understanding how we honor another person. 
And so when you honor someone, it changes how you relate to them. When you put weight on them, when you, when you, if you will, value them in such a way that you demonstrate honoring attitudes, then it changes your interaction. It changes the way you talk to them. It changes the kind of things that you do in response to them. It changes the nonverbals of your life toward them. It changes the way you speak to other people about them. It changes the thoughts that you entertain regarding them. Everything changes when you translate value to honor. If I value you, then I'm going to talk to you a certain way. I'm going to interact with you a certain way. I'm going to have a certain kind of attitude toward you that's different from, from perhaps someone that I don't value as much. My value will should be demonstrated in actions and attitudes of honor. And I will honor you in relationships with other people. When I talk about you, I'll talk about you in an honoring way. So honoring really does impact how we live. And you and I must recognize, according to Scripture, that honoring is something that you do. It is a gift that you give based upon the value that you place on something or someone. Let me say that again. Honoring is a gift that you give. You decide that you're going to honor something or someone because of the value you place on them, and then it changes everything about how you relate to them. And I'll come back in a moment to some of the changes that it, that it results in. In our life. So number one, first thing to remember, what is honor? Honor is a gift that you give. It's up to you. You, you honor is not demanded. You can, no one can really demand honor. Really honor, true honor. They might demand it, but you, what you might give will not necessarily be true honor. But real honor comes from a value that you have inside of you that changes the way you relate to another person because you're putting weight upon them. You're putting a heaviness in a, in a positive sense upon the value they have in your life. So first of all, what is honor? It's a gift that you choose to give to someone else. Number two, honor is for your good. Now this is important to understand because giving honor isn't as much about the person you're giving honor to as it is about you. Really giving honor is primarily, really according to scriptures, we'll see in just a moment, is primarily about you. It's not so much about them. That's true that when you honor someone, it blesses them. When you honor someone, it brings benefits to their life. They feel valued. They feel affirmed. They feel appreciated. They, they feel encouraged when you honor them. When you honor another person, it, it makes them feel that they're making a positive and meaningful difference with their life. They, they begin to receive the proper recognition that's due them. It's a fantastic thing if you're on the receiving end of honor. It's, it's powerful. It's wonderful. Again, it's very encouraging. All these things are very good, but, the, but, but in actuality, Honoring another person is more for you than it is for them. Because giving honor is actually something that brings tremendous benefit to your life. I think a lot of people uh, hold back from honoring other people because they, they feel like, well, we don't want it to go to their head or we're concerned about it. We don't really want to communicate that honor to them. And they miss out on something that is very valuable for their own life. Let me show you some of this in Scripture. Now, what's the principle again? Giving honor is something you do. It's not demanded. It's a choice that you give. You choose to give honor. And one of the reasons why you choose to give honor to people is because honor, while it blesses them, the highest benefit of honor is in your own life. Listen to what God says in 1 Samuel chapter 2. But now the Lord declares. Notice that phrase. Here's God talking here. Now the Lord declares those who honor me. What happens next? 
I will honor. Think about that. God says, it's to your benefit to honor me. Because when you honor me, then I'm going to pour back blessings on you. I will honor you. There's that idea. Actually, honoring is far more for you than it is for the other person. Notice Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord. Notice this. There's that word again. Honor the Lord with your wealth, as with your resources, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Isn't that beautiful? God says, honor me with your material resources, and then here's what's going to happen when you honor me. It's going to come back to you as well. It will come back in blessing in your life. So again, the principle of honor is valuable. We learn to give to others that honor, and the reason that we give is obviously to bless them, but actually there's more benefit to us than actually to others when you and I choose to be an honoring person. Let me talk to you about uh, some of the benefits that you receive when you choose to honor. I'll give you six of these. Number one, you, you, when you honor other people, you become more thoughtful and aware. You can't honor someone without thinking and becoming more aware of who they are and what they've done for your life. And so you have to do some thinking, and thinking is good for you. It causes you to become more aware of the blessings that are around you. Second of all, you become more pleasant. If you notice that honoring people are more pleasant people. And then thirdly, you become more grateful. Whenever you think about what other people have done for you that has brought blessing to your life, that causes you to value them and then want to honor them, and that, in that situation, gratitude, appreciation comes from you toward them. Number four, you become more inspired and motivated. When you start thinking about people who have sacrificed for you and given above and beyond what was necessary, they've gone past the ordinary to the extraordinary, as you look at their models, it inspires and motivates you to live a better life. You become more inspired, you become more motivated in your life, and actually you become more educated. You know, when you study heroes, you learn something for your own life. When you honor heroes, you learn something about your own life. You learn character qualities that you can begin to develop for your life as well. And then you also avoid mistakes that you would have made. So here's what I want you to see. In fact, what God wants you to see is that honoring is a tremendously important principle. Honoring people, placing weight upon them, placing value on them that causes you to change your behavior and attitudes toward them. And when you choose, when you give the gift of honor to someone, what you do is this, you not only bless them, but you begin to bring tremendous benefits and blessings to your own life. During Jesus' ministry, something very interesting happened that actually proves this principle that I'm sharing with you today. There was a city that actually missed great blessing in their city because of the fact that they did not know how to honor well. In Matthew chapter 13, verses 53 through 58, listen to what it says here. When Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country and he returned to Nazareth. So he goes back to his hometown of Nazareth. When he, where he, when he taught there in the synagogues, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and this power to do miracles? Then they scoffed. Notice, here's Jesus back in his hometown. They're watching him teach. They're watching him do miracles. And they're, they're now starting to talk about him. Who is this guy? How is he able to do this? And the Bible says they scoffed. They, they actually had a cynical attitude toward him. They scoffed and said, he's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All of his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? So here he's back in his hometown. 
And all the people in the hometown knew him from a time before, before his ministry had begun. And so we know that family, what's he all about? And so they begin to scoff and, and again develop a skeptical and cynical dishonoring attitude toward Jesus. And it goes on in verse number 57 and says, And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. Jesus said, hey, time out, guys. Let me give you the truth here. The truth is you don't even recognize who I am. A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown. You've lost perspective and ability to honor. And then notice verse 58. This is the key. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. And I would submit to you not only because of their unbelief, but because of their dishonoring attitude toward Jesus. This entire city, Nazareth, could have had a lot more miracles, a lot more people saved, if you will, delivered, a lot more people uh, healed, a lot more uh, important truths taught. They could have had a lot of great blessings, but they missed the blessing in their own lives because they did not know how to honor Jesus. Dear ones, remember something. When you fail to honor, the person you're hurting most is you. When you fail to honor the people that need to be honored, the people, the person that's hurting most is you. You are missing tremendous benefit and blessing in your life. So value, the value that we place on others and the honor we give to them truly does benefit us. Listen to Acts 20, verse 35. And I have been a constant example, Paul writes here to the church at Ephesus, I've got a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Now, notice that, as Paul says, I've shown you by example what living for Christ is all about. Now, you need to remember the principle I've been trying to teach you, Paul says. And the principle is this. Remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Why is it more blessed to give than it is to receive? Because when you give, you always receive. When you give, when you extend honor, you receive honor. When you extend honor, you have benefits that flow back to your life. Honor is not so much for the other person's good. It blesses them. It's a wonderful thing to do for people, but honor really is for your good. Here's our third and final point today. The third point is this. Honor is commanded by God. Because honor is such a critical part of your life, God actually doesn't just suggest that you be honoring, God actually commands it. Many times because of the the importance of something uh, to us and to the blessing of our life, God doesn't just suggest it to us. He doesn't say, this is a good idea. He actually adds something more emphatic, and that emphasis is, now this is what I'm commanding you, instructing you, telling you that you need to do. God's commands are not grievous. They're always for our benefit and for our good. And so God is very specific about us honoring, and he gets very specific about who we are to honor. So I'm going to conclude today by giving you seven groups of people that you need to make a choice to give weight to. Seven categories of people, we might say, that you need to choose to honor, choose to develop an honoring attitude and actions toward so that benefit not only will flow to them, but will also flow back to you. First of all, it's so important. Number one, you and I need to honor God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. There are three in one, one in three. But we need to honor God as our Father, Jesus, the Son as our Savior and Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit as our helper, our comforter, our constant companion, and our friend. We need to have honoring attitudes, honoring words toward God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One in three, three in one. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Listen to this. 
Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, notice this last phrase with me, therefore, honor God with your bodies. It's not a suggestion. It is a command. That is, make sure that you're living in a way that pleases God. Matthew 6, 9. Jesus was teaching us how to pray. He said, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That word hallowed could also be uh, trans- translated or actually transfer or use a, a similar word. Synonymous word would be honor. Honored be your name. And so even when we come to God in prayer, we need to do so with an honoring attitude. Second of all, you and I need to honor our parents. Uh, you came into this world by the gift of parents. You may not like them. You may not have experienced what might have been uh, uh, the best up, upbringing or experience with a mom or with a dad, but you need to make a choice to honor them, even if they've been dishonorable, to have an honoring attitude toward them because it brings blessing back to your life. doesn't mean that you agree with everything that, you, that they did. It doesn't mean that everything they did was right or good for you, but it's not about them. It's about what's in your heart so there's no bitterness and resentment toward them. There's an honoring attitude toward your parents. Exodus chapter 21, verse 12. By the way, this is this not just for kids. This is for adults as well, that all throughout life we maintain this honoring attitude. Exodus chapter 21, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother. Actually, it should be Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Again, Exodus chapter 20, verse number 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Notice that's an emphasis given to us. It's repeated in the New Testament. Ephesians 6, verse 2. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. God says, I have a promise to you. We read it a few moments ago that it might go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And so you and I need to make sure we're honoring God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. We have an honoring attitude toward our parents. We value them. We give weight to them and honor to them. And then thirdly, we need to give honor to the appropriate authorities in our life. Now, authorities represent a variety of categories from governmental authorities to to your boss at work uh, to a variety of dimensions. We all are living in systems where there's a there are authority structures that exist. And so you and I need to approach those authority structures with an honoring attitude. In Romans 13, Paul talks about our relationship with governmental officials and governmental authorities and the attitude and the actions that you and I need to have as being honorable. And he wraps it up in verse number 7 with these words, Romans 13. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. So here he says, give honor to those who are over you, who are, have had places of authoritative responsibility over your life. Ephesians 6, 5 through 7 from the Passion Translation says, those who are employed should listen to their employers and obey their instructions with great, notice this, with great respect and, what's the word there? Honor. Serve them with humility in your hearts as though you're working for the master. Always do what is right and not only when others are watching so that you may please Christ as his servants by doing his will. Serve your employers wholeheartedly and with love as though you were serving Christ and not men. Paul Paul the Apostle says you you and I need to develop an honoring attitude toward authorities in our life. 
And then number four, we need to give honor and live in an honorable way to whom it is due. What does that mean? We give, we give honor to people that is act, have actually earned it, okay? And there are people around you that have earned honor in your life by what they've done, by the, the, by the things that they've accomplished for you, the sacrifices they've made for you. We think about on this Memorial Day, as I mentioned a few moments ago, those who gave their life and sacrificed their life so that we could have life. But we give honor to them because it is due to them. They've done something that's deserving of honor. And there are people, all kinds of people in your life. It might have been a teacher that went an extra mile for you and helped you learn something that now has been very valuable in your life. It could be a variety of things in your life or people in your life that you stop for a moment and say, I deserve to honor this person because of the, Im the impact they've made upon me or the sacrifices they made for me. We think about our world today, those who are making sacrifices. So you give honor to those to whom it is due. Number five, you ready for this one? Number five, the Bible teaches us to give honor to the elderly. And we've lost that in our culture today. I'm telling you, we celebrate youth. and It's a wonderful thing to always lean to and value the next generation. But it's also not only important to look down to the next generation coming up and help them to succeed in life, but it's also important to look up to the generation that's gone before us because you're standing, I'm standing on their shoulders. And we need to provide honor to them. Leviticus 19, verse 32. Listen to this. You shall rise before the gray-headed and honor the presence of an old man and fear your God. I am the Lord. God says, here's what I want you to do. When you see an elderly man walk into the room or you walk into the room where there's an elderly man, you rise. You give honor to that person because they have added value. You are standing on their shoulders. I'll read this from the Living Translation, the Living Bible, I should say. You shall give due honor and respect to the elderly in the fear of God. I am Jehovah. Number six, the sixth thing, got two more to cover here. The sixth thing that we are to honor, as we've covered all of these so far, number six, you and I need to honor our brothers and sisters in Christ and actually honor all people. It's not just a matter of honoring our brothers and sisters in Christ. We certainly need to do that. You honor them by pursuing unity and love toward them and assisting them and encouraging them. They're part of your spiritual family, just like you would encourage someone in your own family and honor them. But, but you come around your brothers and sisters in Christ. And when they're going through difficulty, you encourage them. When you fall, when they fall, you help pick them up. You have an honoring attitude toward them. But it needs to extend beyond just the family of believers in Christ to honoring all people. Notice 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. Show respect for all people. Treat them honorably. This is the Amplified Version. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God, honor the king. Notice all the categories there. Show respect or treat honorably. How many people? All people. See, think about how much better our world would be if you and I just made the choice to honor everybody. Okay. Place value on everybody. Place value on their dignity and their worth and who and what they are. So we place value on them and we treat them honorably. And we love the brotherhood, our fellow believers, and we also fear God, and honor the king. Last one that I'll mention here is this. You and I need to honor life itself. I like to say it this way. You honor life from the womb to the tomb. I believe that life begins at conception. You and I need to value and place a high value and honor upon life that is a valuable gift from God from the womb all the way to the tomb. Exodus chapter 20, verse number 13 says, Thou shalt not kill. There's this importance of realizing that life is worthy of honor that God is the giver of life, and life as a gift from God needs to be valued and needs to be honored. 
So on this Memorial Day weekend, there, there's some things that we need to be reminded of and consistently remember in our lives the value, the principle of honor. What is honor? Honor is a gift that you choose to give to someone else. It is your choice. It's not demanded. It's a choice. You value something, and because you value them, value something in your life, you choose to, again, give honor. You can, you can value without honoring, but you can't honor without valuing. And then second of all, to realize that it's good for you. Yes, honoring somebody else is a great blessing and benefit to their lives. There are people in your life right now that are starving for some encouragement and some honor. But more than helping them, it actually brings you to a place where God can promote you and use you and bless you in ways that you perhaps never imagined. And it's something that's not just suggested by God, it is commanded by God. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing.